Hey everybody, it's Jeff Antoniak. Welcome to Digging Deeper Jazz. Well, today I want to talk about weird chord progressions and I want to talk about Venn diagrams. Now, I know you know about weird chord progressions because you see them all the time and they mess you up when you're trying to improvise. Okay, Venn diagrams. Are you hip to Venn diagrams? They are a very cool thing that are going to help us a lot today in this video, but I think it's actually something that you're going to be able to use quite a bit. Uh, you know, I probably should have done my research, but I think Mr. Venn and Mr. Diagram got together and, you know, figured out how this thing works. I know that's not the case, but Venn Diagram. Let's say we want to compare bananas and lemons. Two totally different things. They look different. They taste different. They're pretty different, but they have similarities, right? So a Venn Diagram shows us a universe of what's going on. It shows us, hey, here's everything that a banana has going on. Here's everything that a lemon has going on. And it turns out there's similarities. They are both fruits and they uh, are both yellow. And we could go on with similarities that intersect in the middle of those circles. Venn diagrams. So this is taking it back to third grade math for me, if I'm not mistaken. This can be really, really helpful. Follow me on this. This is going to get you playing better, I promise. So let's do this. We're going to look at the Herbie Hancock tune today, Speak No Evil. This is something we've been doing at jazzwire.net. We worked on it at Maryland Summer Jazz this past summer. It's an advanced, tricky song. And the first section of the tune is two seemingly unrelated chords going back and forth. A C minor 7 chord, nothing particularly difficult about that. And then it goes up to a D-flat major 7, often written with a sharp 11. Wow, those are two pretty different chords. We know that when we move by a half step, there's usually a big key signature change. And one's minor, and one's major, and one has a sharp 11, and one doesn't, and holy cow, there's, uh, what are we going to do about that? And maybe they move back and forth quickly. We see this kind of stuff in jazz tunes, and certainly more modern songs, modern meaning, let's say, 1960 and later, uh, we see this sort of stuff. So what are we supposed to do? How do we solve this problem? Well, of course, that's what I teach all the time in my private lessons and with folks at uh, jazzwire.net. I'd love to see you there at Jazzwire. And we're going to get into uh, how things work. By the way, I got a, um, uh, an email or a comment from somebody saying, you know, wow, I'd love to join Jazzwire, but I'm a piano player. Too bad I can't join. Uh, no, Jazzwire has nothing to do with the saxophone. I'm sitting here holding a saxophone. But Jazzwire, we have uh, people working with, with us. It's our subscription website. We have piano players, guitar players, slide guitar players, mandolin players, bass players, drummers, vocalists, and every horn you can imagine. So no, when I'm talking about Jazzwire, it is not just a saxophone site. So I hope I'm going to see you all there. So, this Herbie Hancock tune, these two chords going back and forth, how are we supposed to make any sense out of them? Well, look at the picture here. Look at our Venn diagram. And you can see the circle on the left. I've written our C minor 7 chord. And what I did is wrote out the notes to one of the C minor scales. There's many different C minor scales. I wrote out the pure minor, the Aeolian mode. And you may ask, why did you write the Aeolian mode? Why not the Dorian mode? Why not the harmonic minor mode? Well, those intricacies are the things we get into at Jazzwire. That takes some discussion 
And so we're not going to get into it here in a 15 minute video. All right, the next chord that we're trying to see what the heck's going on and how do we play these chords together? D flat major seven sharp 11. So I wrote a Lydian scale, D flat Lydian, a major scale with a sharp 11. And again, if you have questions as to how we got there, you know the answer, right? We can get you hooked up with that. Let me play that scale for you. All right, so we have the C minor notes in the left circle. We have the D flat major Lydian sharp 11 notes in the right circle. And I think you already see where I'm going. Um, those very different looking chords, maybe scary looking chords to some of us. Now I'm speaking here to the adult amateurs and the adult semi-pros. Those are the folks I work with most typically. And you know, and I know, I remember what it was like trying to keep all these different chords and scales and symbols and extensions straight in your head and how scary that could be. Well, okay, so the Venn diagram shows us that the shared universe, the shared information between those two scales is colossal. Look the intersection between those two circles and we see six notes that are the same. Six of the seven notes. There's seven notes in the C minor scale, seven notes in the D flat major scale. Six of the seven work. So yes, so we came to it intellectually. We came to it through the Venn diagram. Now some of us, maybe we could use our ears and get there, but I know a lot of the adult musicians um, that may not be a skill that's quite there. Your ability to just hear or intuit, oh, this is going to work. Yeah, we don't all have that skill. So that is why we use a little bit of theory to let us know what's going on. So there's the power of a Venn diagram. Two seemingly different things, a banana and a lemon, yet we see there's an intersection and we can see that, wow, maybe we can do something with these together or maybe they can substitute. Maybe I get vitamin C from this one and this one, whatever the analogy is, right? So now let's make some music from this. I'm glad that this is intellectually stimulating and you've been reminded about Venn diagrams, but let's do some playing with this now. So I'm going to get those two chords going back and forth. I'm looping the first four measures of Speak No Evil, Herbie Hancock, and um, I'm just going to solo over them. But when I say solo, I'm just going to play those notes in common. I'm just going to play sort of up and down those six notes in common. And as the chords change, each of those notes is going to work. Here we go. So all those notes sounded great. I was not making the chord changes, playing C minor, playing D flat major seven, and really sort of carving those chord changes in a bebop kind of way. I found some notes in common, and I just said whichever note I wanted where. Now that sounded pretty good, and it sounded pretty simple, right? Yes, I made it sound simple. You are welcome. Now here's the thing. I've had really good adult amateurs like you, 
maybe better than you. I have had adult semi-pros who are out playing gigs. I've hand them this song and they sound like they can't play because they're getting really wrapped around the axle looking at these two seemingly different chords and they're trying to play them individually and thinking of this mode and that mode and it's just a hot mess. It's not a good thing. Um, when, you, when I say, here's a handful of notes, go, make a melody, all of a sudden it's so much better. So that's, of course, what good teaching, good coaching, good direction is about, is when your coach tells you a simple direction and when you are able to pull it off, lo and behold, it works, right? So again, that's why I hope these videos are so valuable for you. Of course, write me, by the way, for the PDF. I'd be happy to send it to you, free as always. And that is the work we do day in, day out at jazzwire.net. So I would really, really love to work with you there. And you and I can really get to some levels on some of this music. We have a couple hundred people doing this from around the world. I'd love for you to meet them. Okay, so now let's put, uh, let's make this even a little, little more powerful. So now I've got my Venn diagram. I've seen these six notes. So now can I sort them further? Can I find... Um, you know, the Venn diagram spit out six notes, but now uh, artistic decision-wise, what can I do with that? Well, I notice that from those six notes, item one on the sheet happens to be included in those six notes. It turns out a C minor pentatonic scale, by the way, the next video I'm doing next week is going to be on minor pentatonics. A very, very important scale happens to be five of those six notes. So I'm actually trying to parse it down even further. The Venn diagram gave me five notes. I'm noticing that if I leave one of those notes out, I get this classic, classic sound called the minor pentatonic scale. Okay, so now, turns out, over those two chords going back and forth, I can play this one classic sound. Perhaps you know the minor pentatonic scale, and I tell you this, and it's like, wow, you can go crazy on this tune now. For some of us, we've maybe never heard of minor pentatonic. Ah, well, this is a very good time to be working on it. It is such a usable scale. So let me play an example now of just playing some minor pentatonic sounds over these two chords from Herbie Hancock. Uh, speak no evil, going back and forth. Are you one of the hip people that heard even deeper what I was doing? So I, I said minor pentatonic. I couldn't help myself. I started playing the blues scale. I added one note to the pentatonic scale. I added the flat five, a G flat. 
even though that's not allowed, I was now able to expand my thinking. So I went down sort of another alley. And again, this is something that you and I and a whole community of people would start talking about. Would blues scale work? Huh, would a blues lick work over a major seven sharp 11? Who would have thought that you could play blues over a major seven chord? Okay, that's where we're getting to, right? So this idea, now, now why Venn diagrams at all? The whole point of the entire video is we have a crazy chord progression. It's freaking us out, oh my God. So what are we trying to do? We're trying to find common notes between chords. Well, guess what? When you're a piano player and a guitar player, you're looking for common notes so your voicings aren't jumping around like crazy on the piano. You look for common notes. As a composer, as an arranger, we talk about voice leading. That's how you write for a big band in a sensible way. A great jazz soloist uses voice leading. Voice leading are common notes between chords or notes that move just by a small amount. So this all comes together. We're trying to find commonalities between chords. And this Venn diagram thing is a super good way to go. You can literally write out two scales for two crazy chords that you think don't belong beside each other. I promise you, you're gonna find a lot of common notes and you're gonna find notes that move just by a half step. Great voice leading. So that's what we're doing here. Okay, so our Venn diagram spit out six notes for us. So now what I'm gonna do is use a shape that I like to use. A little shape, just three notes, a cell. Some people call this uh, a cell of notes or cellular playing. Sometimes people call this, I think that goes back to maybe the 60s or 70s. So I like this little collection of notes. Uh, example number one. That is a sound I like, it sounds modern to me. It's angular. It has a lot of fourths in it. And if you kind of dig around in there, you're going to see, you see that whole step, but you're going to see it inverts into some fourths, something else we could talk about. So let me improvise now, gelling things down even further, taking things even further down to just three notes. I'm going to use those three notes from example one. Here we go. pretty hip, right? So sometimes we like it when there's a lot of common notes. We had six common notes from the Venn diagram that had a cool sound. Then we limited it to five common notes, the pentatonic sound. So now I can bring in all my pentatonic vocabulary. I limited it further. I looked at the pentatonic scale and found actually there's some cool cells from a pentatonic scale. So I just played example number one. Example number two is another three-note cell from the minor pentatonic scale that has the same shape, but they're different pitches. Same with example number three. So let me do this. I'm going to play now. I'm going to play example number one for you, that three-note cell. Then I'm going to move on to number two. Then I'm going to move on to number three. They're going to sound similar because they have a similar shape, but they're also going to sound different 
because they are actually literally different pitches. They'll fit over the chords differently. But just remember this all came from this exercise with the Venn diagram and finding similarities between chords. You notice how we move very quickly from these chords being like, holy cow, I don't know what to do with these things, to I've got so much opportunity in front of me to play different sounds and different ideas and different textures and different flavors. That's the power of what we're doing here. Here we go. So there you go. If you've ever tried playing Speak No Evil, you know what I'm talking about. This is a hard tune. Well, that is half the A section that we just totally demystified very, very quickly. And again, the adult amateurs, the semi-pros out there, people who don't have the fastest chops in the world, anybody can take what we just did, minor pentatonic or three notes, and sound like a million bucks, play melodically over these really, really tricky atypical chord changes. Now there's another set of chord changes in this song that go from a minor chord to an altered chord. We can use this approach too. So that's that's something that you and I can do together at Jazzwire. So um, I want you to take this idea and think about it. Start looking at two different chords and just sit for a second and see what the common universe is between them. What is the common collection of notes? You're going to find there's a lot. This is a really, really magical approach. I hope it works for you. I would love to hear. I, I know some of you have been doing this for plenty of years. Um, I put it in this framework of Venn diagrams because it's a very cool visual that I think will be very good for a lot of people. So I'd love to hear other songs that you've noticed this works on. I'd love to hear if you have any questions about it. And of course, the PDF. If this is helpful, let me send it to you. And um, let's get you up and running with this stuff. And of course, like I say, I want to get working with you at jazzwire.net. And because I know how well it's working, I'm seeing people who are honestly twice as good in four months. When they're getting to work together in a community, all these different instrumentalists working together, drummers talking to horn players and horn players talking to piano players about comping. This is where things get really rich and start moving quickly. I'd love to work with you there. Use the code DIGGINGSPRING when you go to jazzwire.net and we can get you in for 50% off your registration fee. All right, can't wait to hear what you do with this stuff. Enjoy it, have a great time. I'll see you next week.